everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. My name is Peggy Ployer, and I am the host of this weekly broadcast put on by Sped Homeschool, as well as the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool. We at Sped Homeschool empower families to home educate children with learning challenges. So I encourage you to check out our website at spedhomeschool.com to learn more about the resources and support that we offer families. And some of the best resources that we have on our website are services offered by our partners um, who help fund our work. For instance, Iconics, who is on our show today sharing with us. I'm excited to have one of our partners with us. Um, they are always a wealth of information. If you don't know, um, our partners not only support our nonprofit work, but they write and contribute to our blog, which is considered the number one special needs homeschooling blog out there. And um, just a lot of great information listed on our website, um, poured out by these individuals that have invested their lives in helping families families teach struggling learners. Um, some of them are professionals in the field. Some of them have their own services like Iconics does. They're curriculum developers, therapists, um, testing providers. They just provide so much for families. And we want to encourage you to connect with them because um, they have resources that we feel are worth putting up and saying, look at these. Um, these people have something to share with you. Um, we are just as bad homeschool, a hub that brings all these resources together for you. And we're excited to do that. I know I wished I would have had this type of resource when I was homeschooling because I was scrambling every day. I had no idea what I was doing. My poor kids survived me in our homeschool. <laughs> so um, we, wanna, we wanna move you beyond that survival mode and put you into a thriving mode. And so that's why we are here to empower you. Um, so, um, Dr. Alicia and Julie are here from Iconics, and we're kicking off a new theme um, for this month, and the theme is integrating technology, and we want to leave that with a bit of a caveat. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm not sure I want any tech. Well, we're going to encourage you how to use tech safely, and um, it's not always going to all be for your student either. Um, some of it's going to be for you. We're going to focus also on how to build portfolios this month with um, some some tech tools. So, so don't don't narrow it down to my child's going to be on the computer all the time if I listen to these podcasts. <laughs> That's kind of not exactly why why we're doing this. We're going to teach you how to integrate it um, with with a lot of wisdom. And so I'm excited to kick um, this week off with just simple tech tools that Iconics is going to share with us. And Dr. Alicia and Julia, Julie, I am so excited that that you two are here with us because I know I've seen this in action with with you guys at your your therapy clinic and just how innovative you are with with being able to integrate things that make learning fun and playful and and so easy. And so hang on, um, viewers, if you're thinking, oh, that's what I really need. Because <laughs> a lot of us do. We, we make learning so boring and so rigid, and um, we forget just how much fun it can be. And, um, and oftentimes these, these simple tech things that we're going to talk about today can make it that way. Um, also, just a reminder for you before I have my um, my guests introduce themselves is that if you're watching live and I see we have a lot of viewers popping on, make sure you share this with people that you think, oh goodness, well, I've just had having a conversation with somebody and um, 
we were talking about this. Let's just share this this link with them, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, and um, and bring them along. We want to encourage you to share your questions, your comments um, in the feed, whether you're watching from either of those places, because we want to include those in our conversation and, and have you be part of the show. That's why we go live and don't do this as a podcast or broadcast and then post later. Um, we want to um, to make you part of this conversation and um, and make it just very applicable to where you're at. Ask those questions. What are your hard spots that you're dealing with? Is there a tech solution for what I am struggling with in teaching my student? That's what we want to, to conquer today. So, um, so Dr. Alicia and Julie, um, I would love for you to give some introductions. I'm inter just let our community know who you are, um, some of your background, and, um, and why you're passionate about helping families with struggling learners. You bet. So I'm Julie. I am a reformed special ed teacher. Back, I won't tell you, well, 2000, I got a uh, got my degree in special education, uh, mm. learning disabilities. And I've obviously, my heart's in the right spot. I had a, my mission and my uh, ministry is all about serving and helping, mm. I kind of say the underdog, um, but I, I have recently found the iconic system and it is very different than the, um, the SPED, the traditional SPED way that I was taught. So right. um, it reformed me. And now that I know <laughs> this way, um, I've given myself a little grace and I bet you your homeschool parents are the same uh, way. Yes. They're always uh -huh. worried about over, they're worried about uh, breaking their kids or doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not going to break your kid to the point where they can't be redeemed or reformatted. Oh, so so yes. <laughs> if I can just give that message out, please, please receive that because mm -hmm. um, as a, as a longtime teacher, uh, this was amazing for me. So um, I'll just leave it at there, but okay. um, I do have the, I do have the Iconics clinic here in Minneapolis or in the cities in mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. That, that is exciting. And I love Julie that you talk about grace. I mean, we're all learning. It's all a process. And, you know, I, I learn something new every week on this broadcast and I've said this over and over again, I can choose to say, Oh, <laughs> you know, I really messed that one up and my kids are a product of that. Or, you know what, God just didn't allow that to happen. Um, I'm now providing the service because of all the struggles that I was allowed to go through. My kids are working their things out. We're, we're still working through things together as their adults. We were talking about this previous to the broadcast. Um, but, but that's not a mistake either. That was meant to be. So I, you can embrace that. And so just learn things when you learn them and don't, don't set them aside when you learn them, but um, also don't beat yourself up when you do. So it's a great introduction. How about you, Dr. Alicia? Yeah, so I'm actually a doctor of chiropractic, and I'm also on the Iconics uh, team. And uh -huh. uh, what brought me into kind of brain development and whatnot is I started originally studying pediatric chiropractic, hmm. and then that kind of led me into all of this, and um, it kind of branched into learning and how we learn. And then, like we were talking about before the the broadcast, I just had a daughter. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of given me like a renewed interest, mm. but seeing, you know, brain development play out from the very beginning. And it's just, it's super yeah. amazing. And uh, I look forward to kind of experiencing it myself um, as she grows and develops. So 
yeah, that's where I come from and my place. <laughs> Absolutely. And congratulations on being a new mom and being here and being a new mom. <laughs> that, that's a huge feat. <laughs> You've showered and you're dressed. <laughs> so, so that's good. Um, but, but yeah, it it's a process for us all. And, and so good for this to come back around f for you. You know, you can apply so many of the things that you know, and in such a different way, because it now attaches to you personally. And I think that's what a lot of parents are finding as they start homeschooling is they've, they've heard about all of these educational philosophies or um, strategies and things like that. But then the rubber hits the road, I've got to do them at home. <laughs> and we kind of go, well, how does that play out? Because it sounded good in theory, but now we actually have to get a child to cooperate with these things in our house and, and make it work. So so we hope that today that's going to answer a lot of those questions and, and get you started on that road, especially with integrating technology. So um, I guess one of the first questions I'd love for you to answer is what types of things are you talking about when referring to simple tech? Yeah, so... Um, we do both simple and very sophisticated technology, obviously here at our mm -hmm. clinics. Um, if you want to pull up the, the PowerPoint, yes. um, we're going to, we do have, our ministry is often uh, geared towards the homeschooling world and homeschooling families. That's where our mm -hmm. heart is. So anytime that we can take these very high tech tools and kind of either simplify them or find something that is more simple that maybe any mm. household might have or something yeah. that is more reasonable for a, a house to have. Anyway, so that's what we focused on today was the simple technology. Right. So you're so, not even talking about like, um, like electronics. We're, right. we're talking about like assistive tech, like right. help, yes. helpful things. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. So we do have that high tech stuff. We, I know that mm -hmm. you got to witness the pods. Yeah. Those are not low cost. So we didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you want to go to that second um, page there. Yeah. Uh, we know that almost everybody has a phone that it is mm -hmm. quote unquote smart. So okay. your, your um, accessibility to a smartphone will knock a lot, will tick off a lot of these these oh, tools okay. mm -hmm. possibly uh just looking down the the list there stopwatches and the metronome mm -hmm. those those measure the temporal like the being on the beat right and and if you if you ever want to make a, an activity a little bit harder more complex we have ways to add that metronome and it is it is a layer of of attention that will get even the most sophisticatedly, you know, you, my kid's smart. So right. I'm, I'm, I can create a, a task for them. Hmm. Anyway, um, if you look on the list, you will see that a lot of these, you have access to either right. uh, low cost um, or free. Yeah. So you'll notice the... Yeah. And can you read through them? Because we do convert oh, this to a pod podcast too. Bet, and I would sorry. love for them to Absolutely. have an audio version of this list. So the, Yep. So at the top, we do have the phones, uh, mm -hmm. stopwatch, the metronome, and now there's chalk markers, pencils, and color pens all in one line because mm -hmm. just something as a, as a you drawing or making mo um, marks. So mm. if you're on a, obviously if you're on a, a sidewalk, 
chalk is ideal and you can use sidewalk or a driveway, Mm -hmm. use what you, what you have available. Um, I, it it is, uh, it is helpful if you have a PowerPoint access to PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. I know there is, I think there might even be a free version. Um, There might be one online. If you have access to that, we use that and we have found that there's a, there's a feature that you can have the slide do this. It's called tachistoscopic presentation, which is a Mm. fancy word for flash presentation. So we are, we are all about imagery Mm. and um, being able to, our minds are so amazing that if you flash a, a graphic, our minds are so are so capable of capturing the things of that graphic. And that's where mm. the, the magic happens. Because if you can mm. recreate that image, you'll have it for life. Wow. Anyway, so PowerPoint, we use that. Mm-hmm. Um, mind maps. And yes. Alicia, I know that you are more experienced with the MindMeister and there is a free version of that. Hmm. Yeah, so at, uh, in Iconics, how we present content and how we... Um, organize our our curriculum is in uh how we start our word maps and then we create specific icons for those words and we substitute them out but you can mm-hmm. do those on your own at home using um, different mind mapping software mm-hmm. or you could just write it on a piece of paper in a uh like circular clock dial organization and that's how you can mm-hmm. uh, if you want to delve into creating your own curriculum or uh, creating a an individual lesson. That's how we recommend you uh, create the lesson and present it is in this sort of iconized uh, web. And mm. uh, I personally use MindMeister. I have it on my computer because it's a free version. It obviously mm. has its limitations, but um, it's very, very useful. Um, really quick back to the um, drawing utensils. Mm-hmm. What I always like to recommend is to have... Um, kids um, or anyone in actually, but kids especially do a self-portrait without really any instruction other than just say, hey, can you just draw yourself? And it's a really uh, great window into how they're thinking specifically Mm. themselves because they can't, it's, we, we don't really start applying ourselves to the world and learning our place in the world until we figure out our, our own body. So Mm. then what we do at Iconics with all of our students is um, create a chronological, um, I guess, track of self-portraits. So every now and then uh, we'll have them redo their portrait. And it's so cool how you can see how they they change and more detail is added. Suddenly they come become, hmm. um, they might start off looking kind of like a potato with like eyes. <laughs> they suddenly have arms and little fingers and then they might have curly hair and a bone mm. there. you know that's really awesome so those are some really cool things that you can do just with pen and paper um, to right. kind of track how your kid is viewing themselves and mm. how they uh, see their body and their awareness of their body right and another yeah. thing is uh go ahead sorry <laughs> Oh, I, I think she was just agreeing with you. Oh, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. Yes, I, I think it's I think that's great because we, we it gives us a window into our child that we they nor, they couldn't probably verbalize, but mm-hmm. those images are really what can help us understand 
are, what are they focusing on? What, how narrow is their understanding or their, their um, ability to even, they, maybe they can't even see beyond the middle of themselves. Like you're talking about, I don't even know I have arms because right. I'm so internally focused. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also to kind of uh, assess like spatial awareness and, t- and temporal awareness. What we like to do is create like a timeline. We have on one end, we put zero and one end we put 10. And then we just ask them, where does five fit in there? Where does two fit in there? Kind of mm-hmm. out of order. And you can see, you know, are they able to, you know, correctly assess or accurately assess space? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times you'll see kids like cluster all the numbers on one side. Wow. You know, you can uh, see their pencil grip. Mm-hmm. It tells a lot about like where they uh, are in brain development and um, physical development. Um, mm. And a lot of times you can see if they have a, a underdeveloped pencil grip, uh, they might have been pushed to do a certain demand that they were not ready for yet mm. in learning. And then uh, you can also see how they write each individual number. Maybe it's backwards. Maybe it's you know, mm-hmm. incorrectly, but so those are some really cool things just to assess and then track. Right. Yeah. We always think of assessments as some kind of test or quiz, but observation right. as a parent is one of the most important assessments that we have. Unfortunately, we, we, um, it often takes when we like interview parents, you know, we ask them like when we were, they're coming to our camp, um, you know, what, what types of things do your kids need? And, um, and they are so used to adapting and accommodating it. They don't even know that they're doing it. So it's that step back that we have to do to assess even where our child's at, because we just kind of gloss over a lot of that sometimes, but right. it's, it's a great reminder, Alicia, that we need to do that because mm-hmm. oftentimes we will miss those things if we're not being observant. Right. Yeah. That brings me to another quick point, uh, specifically with the phones. Um, because most of us have a phone that has a pretty decent camera on it. I mm. always recommend um, when you're maybe doing a new activity um, or maybe playing a game or whatnot to just record the session because oh, that gives yeah. you an opportunity to potentially catch some behavior that maybe you don't fully understand or mm-hmm. maybe needs to be um, further delved into, or you might catch a really great breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That is something that, again, just like the self-portrait and the timeline is a great way to kind of track progress. And mm-hmm. kids always like to see themselves. And if sometimes yes, yes. it's like looking in yeah. a mirror, like, oh, was I really doing that? Mm-hmm. It's really, and again, we all kind of have a really awesome camera on our phone. So mm-hmm. that's really great. And um, if you do have some sort of uh, catch, some sort of behavior on video, we are more than happy to, if you submit the video, we are more than happy to look at it and, and go over it with you. So hmm. that's yeah. awesome. That's a great help. Cause yeah, yeah sometimes we, we don't know what we're, we're dealing with. Um, right. Right. Get that. So it's a great resource for our families. So, so also I think we stopped at mind mapping. So next is. So for those podcasts, uh, listeners, yeah. uh, we have uh, pictures and graphics and playing cards. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, if you even if you just want to match up the item, 
for or pattern recognition. Oh, there's yeah. a diamond heart club spade. What comes next in the mm, in the, yes. in the pattern? Mm-hmm. Or even that game, if you remember War. Oh yeah. Which 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 uh, card shows the biggest value? Mm-hmm. Like just quantitative games like that. Yeah. And then um, we have blacks and geo shapes. Mm-hmm. Those you can arrange them again. Pattern recognition. Um, we will talk about bohm words with the blacks for sure. <laughs> you can do so many things. I mean, parents are already doing some of these things, but this is right. part of our simple technology. Um, when you use blocks, you can, the bone words are spatial. So here's my red block. Now I have a blue block that is just to the right of, or above or below, or if you like a thumb over or just the spatial mm-hmm. awareness mm-hmm. of it all. Right. Instead of moving your whole body, you can just move those smaller things. Talk about those words that are sometimes so hard to bring an image to. But yet with just those simple shapes, you can, can bring that imagery in there. Those are great ideas. And, and then last but not least, uh, printables. And we'll, mm-hmm. we're going to offer the, to your audience, we're going to offer some free printables so they don't have to recreate them. Oh, I mean, they could, awesome. of course, and put their own content, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but it's a great way to get started, you know, something. So, yeah. 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 All right. So on the next slide, um, we do recognize that we all. Um, we all have a natural development uh, mm-hmm. and we just call it the hierarchies of development. So you'll notice if you're able to view this, that even in your utero, you're already developing your certain connections, your, the body development, um, the, the structure of your, the cranium is they're making uh, a, a stronger and stronger um, gate between you and the rest of the world. Yeah, um, and sometimes when those are missed, like sometimes if this doesn't, if it doesn't connect, there are um, behaviors later on in life that you didn't even know that you're doing that are that revert all the way back to mm. the misdevelopment or the underdevelopment of. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we recognize that um, when we create lessons and sessions and plans, we, we respect the hierarchies. We're not going to, we're not going, we're going to meet a student where they are and we, and um, we're not going to create a lesson that is far above and make more complex mm-hmm. than their development mm-hmm. allows. So right. um, if Alicia wants to speak to, I guess, more on this picture, yeah. Yeah. And also we did a whole hour long um, session with your, your team on this um, learning hierarchy. So if this is something that you go, Oh, this may be something I need to focus more time on. Just know that we did this interview last month and um, at the beginning of our preschool um, series. And so, so that you can definitely dive into that. Is there anything Alicia that you wanted to add to this? Uh, just that that's that's how we recommend you structure games and lessons mm-hmm. is uh, based off of um, the hierarchies of brain development and mm-hmm. that um, all of these uh, past, present, future, receptive, ex- expressive, object, picture, symbol, movement, auditory, visual, those are all aspects of the of mm-hmm. games that we recommend that you create. And okay. you can um, add more complexity by progressing up this hierarchy. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause it does get more complex as you, you kind of move up right. through yeah. those. 
Great. Yeah. So the next slide will actually take you to one of the, oh, please. <laughs> so this is just one of our mantras that every kid knows. And sometimes yes. <laughs> we, we as adults, and I know you've had guests on that have explained yes. the brilliance of play. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes as, as adults, we forget that, I mean, play is where all the magic happens. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the next slide, um, one of the, yeah. one of the less complex, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of activity and um, mind focus that needs to happen mm -hmm. during these games. But you can take a simple game like Simon says, and you can make it more difficult. As in, mm -hmm. um, we all know how to play Simon says. You you have the person at the front. Uh, Simon says, raise your arm. Now, you can make it difficult by saying, if I say Simon says, raise your right arm, you have to do the opposite. Oh. So even the more, so if in a homeschool setting, you're going to have students and kids at different levels yeah. of mm -hmm. the complexity that you want. So it is great for those who do have the, the siblings because you can still mm. play the same game. They're yeah. both engaged in that game one, mm -hmm. at their level. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. you had different rules onto the same, the same play. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep Very so, cool. So I Kevin, thinking, because yeah. Kevin, because you're nine and you've played this game for 12 years or whatever you then we're going to have you do the opposite. Whereas we're going to have uh, little Kimberly, she's only five. So she's just going to copy. So mm -hmm. you guys all have your rules ready, set, go. <laughs> and that's the, and that's those rules are the basis for um, most of our, well, all of our games because they, um, I guess what they do is help us to, to move from being uh, creatures of, that are dictated by our environment and mm -hmm. more internal control beings, which is ultimately the, the goal of learning uh, right. rather than, uh, you know, responding to the environment because of the environment is telling us to do something. It's, Oh, mm -hmm. I'm responding because I've thought about it intellectually, which is for instance, with Simon yeah. says, mm -hmm. you know, we're given a rule and we're also, we, we see someone put their, their right hand up and it's Simon says, put your right hand up, but the rule is to put the opposite one up. And so it's this mm -hmm. internal, uh, control. yeah, you have to, you have to filter it and, yeah. and, and it requires a lot of brain processing to do right. that. And then That's if you add the metronome or the stopwatch to, to it, uh -huh. it makes it even more difficult <laughs> right. and it builds that resilience too, which mm. is super important for just getting through life. That's right. a great segue to the next slide mm -hmm. because for, um, for arrow charts, gotcha. yeah, that was, that was outstanding. I couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> so, um, the externally controlled response is what mm -hmm. we normally, our kids walk in with that. They right. Say, yes. They see the, the blue arrow pointing right and say that the beginning game is just point in the direction of the arrow or the loop. Mm. But for the impulsive kid, you want, and, and by we, right. it's impulsive, right? They, mm -hmm. they do the thing that the environment tells them to do. Yes. We add rules as in, well, we want you to be more reflective. So you're given, you're given an external target, mm -hmm. but your response is now either going to be the opposite or for the advanced kid who has 
um, spatial, more spatial uh, sophistication, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a quarter turn to the right. So oh. now it's not a, it's not a, a blue right turn. It is actually <laughs> a blue downturn, but I have to make that change in my mind. Right. So given the blue triangle that's pointing to the right, I'm going to actually point down. Mm -hmm. so, so the impulsivity turns into a reflective response given the rules and you can make the rules as complicated as you want, which I like to do. Right. Maybe this but, yeah. is one of the printables we were re referring to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This right. is, this is awesome because I, I, I really um, appreciate you saying that, Julie, is that we do have very, very impulsive children. Um, our society has taught kids how to be impulsive. Um, and because our school system, our school structure is set up as we give to you, you, you spit it out, repeat to us. And so it causes them to have to be that, that little robot, that repetitive. We don't allow them to use their mind to change those things, to, to, to process, to, um, to integrate and then reflect it in a way that has to involve some sort of their connection with that data. Um, and so just a simple game like this, this is amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, you bring up a really good point too. Um, uh, many people would look at these games and think, well, like I, you know, they're not learning any content. Mm. However, with these games that don't really involve like academic content, they're learning so many skills yes. so that when you introduce whatever content it is that you decide, they mm -hmm. have the skills to take it in, absorb it, and embed it in deeper memory, especially if you come up with ways to input content into these kind of fun little games. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys just added to my my curriculum because I started teaching aerial classes and I've got two seven year olds. And <laughs> I told my daughter last night, I'm like, they're not strong enough to really do much. So I don't know what to do with them. So we were playing Simon Says this last week. And I'm like, oh, I can use this with them. <laughs> so I guess added to my aerial classes will be some some fun opposites. And, <laughs> and, and for your auditory uh, audience. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who can only hear. So the picture is a, a grid of uh, shapes that are triangles, arrows, and loops. And mm -hmm. there are three different colors as well. There's blue, green, and red. So the games that you can play with them. So we, uh, we try to have yeah. a grid that mm -hmm. has uh, the graphic that has three characteristics because the games that you can play, the more sophisticated games are, mm. tell me the color, the shape and then the, the and then the direction going across the screen. So if I say blue arrow down, blue loop up. So you mm. see, you see, I'm going across. You can't see my mouse, but I was going across as in I am going to give it the characteristic. I'm, my response is going to be the rule is you're going to say the color of the first shape. The direct, the, the care, the shape, and then the direction, and you will go across the first oh, yeah. row do, using those rules, hmm. or you can skip every other one and just say, you know, triangle loop loop triangle loop. Right. You can make the game as simple or complex as you want, but the hmm. but the magic happens when they internalize that rule mm -hmm. and then it's them 
doing the action. It is an efferent action. If you guys, I know if you, if you, hmm. if you watch one of your other, your other uh, broadcasts, we right. talked about the difference between afferent and efferent. Yes. And efferent is where there's that rule and it's, it's the doing of, it's the putting the effort in, mm. whereas the afferent is just all this information just coming at us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the reason why we can binge watch ridiculous shows when we're, when we just want to turn off our brain. Right. There's no thinking involved. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yes. That's a good, good point. And, and unfortunately a lot of education is like that, that mass just pushing in information and there's no response that requires any sort of thought other than recall. And, and that's it. <laughs> for Right. And for, again, with the whole grace and the, uh, mm-hmm. as a, as a reformed SPED teacher, um, I just want to let them, let all your viewers know that um, the traditional way of school is give us the information so that we can know information while well, mm-hmm. we have transitioned or pivoted now because we can, ha- we have information literally at our fingertips, right? What we need now are teachers. They have to change. They have to pivot in their roles as not so much information givers anymore. Mm. They, we need to be um, as educators. We need to be, Oh, let's teach you how to learn. Let's mm-hmm. teach you discernment. Right. Let's teach you, um, the things that you do with information. Yeah. So that's why traditionally mm-hmm. that'll be a, that is a, uh, a hurdle that we educators must uh, acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately us as parents, even that's the, the realm we were taught in. So when we think of education, unfortunately, that's what we think about too. Right. So it's going to be a mind shift for us as well as we, we home educate and, and change our approach, um, in our, in our homes. Sure. Okay. So moving on more low tech <laughs> or, or, or simple tech. And it's um, a print we have it as a printable as well. Okay. Yeah. So this is another one of those, uh, printables that has three characteristics and it has less on the screen. So that's even better, but we call these the near far charts. So hmm. again, the three characteristics is either a striped or solid. It's got a number on it or it is a color. So if I have the little sheet, it's a tiny little sheet. I've, and I have hmm. this student look at it here and then it looks there. Then you look here, then you look there. And so you say, like, if I want you to read just numbers, cause the student, we're going to just do the simple, read the numbers going down. So they'll look at the look here for 14. They'll look far at seven, look close. Oh, excuse me. 14, one, 10, eight. So it is the hmm. perception of the eye, uh, the eye yeah, muscles. It's, it's specifically the, working on um, improving eye accurate eye movements, which are okay, which are necessary to introduce reading. Mm-hmm. Now, does it matter which side you put, like the the smallest, the middle, the biggest, and then or should you be switching them from side to side actually to help the eyes? I don't know. I'm just a question. Well, you, you actually, um, you stand right in, uh, it's right in line in your midline. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's, I think the picture's just, uh, off center just for the just okay. for photo, but yeah. yeah, you usually stand, um, uh, I think it's about 10 feet away from the poster on the wall, which they're matching cards. They don't have to be, but how okay. we usually start is matching. Okay. And so, uh, you can change the rule, whether it's you read, uh, 
the first number up close, the second number far away, and like Julie was talking about, mm -hmm. um, or you can do the first line up close. You can just change it around, but it's supposed okay. to help with um, improving eye movement. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And all the things we talked about as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just the two. It's the one that's on the wall and the one, the card that you're holding in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And, weird, um, weird. Yeah. So just to, for those on our podcast to know, these are like pool balls, like the colors with stripes or solids with numbers on them. And it's, it's just, yeah, looking from one to the other with questions. So. Um, yeah. And it's super easy to yeah. make your own too. You can put, um, you can put letters, you can put arrows, mm -hmm. numbers, little icons, whether maybe it's a, a story that you've just iconized out. Oh yeah. Uh, and you just print off two of them, one on the wall, one you mm -hmm. hold up close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just bounce back and forth. Yeah, that'd be a great way to bring in content when you're doing different studies yep. and um, yep. and talking about things with your kids. That's awesome. So on the next slide, we just have two more uh, simple tech, as we would say. Mm. Uh, but it's we we for we do these activities uh, that called we'll just call this one the double couche catch. Uh, we do these activities. And uh, sometimes we don't understand all of the sophisticated things that go into being able to take these two balls and throw them. I mean, the throwing is okay. It's the catching part. All the uh, things that have to yes. be integrated in order for you to catch both of them. Mm -hmm. So that is, those are great games to play. Uh, yeah. Now I remember you talking about this and talking about using baskets um, also to yeah. make it easier at first. Cause I can imagine there'd be a lot of frustration in trying to catch those koosh balls at the same time. <laughs> well, sure. Definitely yeah. using one actually is, oh, is yeah. the lowest denominator mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, you can always make something harder, but that's mm -hmm. uh, one of the games. And then the, the Python. So I try to think of something that you would have around your house. <laughs> Do people use Python or still you have Pythons? Perhaps. Maybe. But, Otherwise they're really cheap. You can right? buy the aluminum ones. <laughs> yeah. You flip one of those over and you get yourself a marble or just some small sphere. Hmm. And it is, it is uh, deceivingly difficult <laughs> to keep that in rotation as you oh. walk, maybe as a balance beam or put one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. or backwards. All the, all of your integrated body, you just, yeah. It is, uh, it's deceiving how, uh, how difficult we can make that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We, it, yeah, we're, we're always focusing on, on one thing and think, oh, you know, our, we, we've hit that milestone, our child can walk, but yet, yet there's that, um, that, like you said, it's, it's that peripheral awareness, because if you're focusing on that, that marble, and then you're having to walk and not trip, I mean, if you have a child that's tripping, I can't imagine <laughs> how much that you're going to work on those, those skills by, by challenging them with it, but it's going to be fun at the same time. They're not going to oh, say, yeah. Oh yeah, this, this is boring. No. And then you can have competitions. Cause I'll see that happening with siblings, you know, going, I can do better than you can. <laughs> that is the thing that happens. That is yes. yep, the competitive mode. And yes. you, you mentioned uh, peripheral vision and that's what these, these two games in particular, especially with, if you um, integrate balance into the Python uh, game, um, you know, in academics, where it it forces us to be very central vision focused, yes. which is um, so you know, kids with um, 
hyperactivity, um, ADD, ADHD, those kinds of things are really very sequential, very central focused. And this mm. helps, um, you know, work on that peripheral vision, open them up, make them more aware of, of more things out all at once versus right. jumping from one thing to another, because in the end, that's, that's how they're thinking. They're right. bounce from here to here to here. It's like squirrel, 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 uh-huh. and, you know, rather than seeing the big picture, mm. you know, it's uh-huh. going to help with the impulsivity, the hyperactivity, you know, um, any, a lot of behavioral problems like tantrums and stuff, because it's going to help them uh, increase their prediction. What's going to happen next? Right. Um, so they can internally start creating plans versus mm-hmm. living here in the present moment to moment. And, uh, you know, so that's what, I, and it's crazy to think yeah. like, oh, just throwing some kush balls, catching them at the same time or mm-hmm. uh, throwing scarves the same, same way. Um, yeah, that'd be a good way to start. They're a little slower. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Really I, I love how you explain that because I think a lot of times we're just like, oh, our child just has to live with this and um and their their attention's always gonna be this so hyper focused. Mm-hmm. Um but the fact that we can start increasing that peripheral vision and what information that our child is taking in. And mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's because we spend so much time in front of screens and, mm-hmm. and other things, or just hyper-focused, even if you've never introduced your child to tech, but all they're looking at is this narrow window of, of information that mm-hmm. whether it's in a book or an activity, um, and we don't do a lot of this play that requires all of these motions, um, and just as a society, we become more that way. Right. Um, and, and so to, to integrate this into our, our daily learning is, is where we're going to start seeing results. So thank you for yeah. um, just showing us those simple things. I think um, a lot of times parents are like, well, I want to do that, but well, how? <laughs> so, yeah. so these well, are, you know, and if I, if I could encourage just even one thing, it's that there's, there are no purposeless behaviors so, you know, your kid is, your kid's doing something for a reason, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, just like, to, just to be observant and, mm-hmm. you know, using your gut instinct, as yeah. a maternal instinct, parental instinct, um, to, to be aware of those things. It's, it's, it's so great. And, and like I said, in the mm-hmm. beginning, you know, if you observe a behavior and you, you think that there's something going on, you just don't understand it or no, um, we'll, we would be more than happy to just, Mm -hmm. just talk over with you. Um, and you brought up another point too, uh, as far as, you know, seeing the big picture and, uh, homeschool, you have such a great opportunity to, Mm -hmm. you know, dictate your child's day in life. And one thing that we, like you said, with, we're, we're so involved in screens and, Mm -hmm. you know, this, uh, these little things that make pictures for us and make mm-hmm. all these sounds. And, you know, we really don't get that physicality, um, right. develop that physicality, you know, playing outside used to be this, this thing that we learned all of these tools and skills with before mm-hmm. we went to actual school. Right. And, uh, you know, as, as homeschoolers, you know, you have that ability to, to allow your kid to do that. And, mm-hmm you know, I highly encourage that. So that's so great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Great. Great things to point out. And yes, it's, it's not too late. Um, and, you know, even as adults, we can increase our peripheral awareness and all of these things by playing these games with our kids. So homeschooling will improve you as well as your children. I I am a testament to that. (laughs) I am so glad that I homeschooled my kids because it caused me to become a better person. I know that. And, um, and so I just want to encourage you if you feel like you're just not cut out for this, there's no way one day at a time and you and your child will make progress. And so I just want to encourage you in that. All right, where are we at with the slides? Yep, so on that next slide is uh, one of our own Iconics uh, team members. She created uh, the Spots game. And Alicia, I know that you uh, Mm -hmm. have some passionate thoughts about this. Yeah. Yeah, so like Julie said, one of our other teammates created this all on her own, just based off of her understanding of brain development and her Mm -hmm. own uh, working because she works in one of our clinics uh, working with students. And so it's, it's basically uh, a game of, as it says, quick moves and faster thinking. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's a ring of colors. I'll I'll describe it for your um, podcast listeners. It's a ring of colors. Um, A a student stands in the middle. There's a rule that's given um, you can introduce uh, curricular content if you would like, mm-hmm. and we encourage. Um, we start off with just learning the clock dial to, to uh, develop that spatial awareness, mm-hmm. and you can also use it to for simple math. And uh, like we've been talking about the whole this whole broadcast is just um, adding in those rules that mm-hmm. then student has to manipulate and then um, output some sort of active uh, physical movement, right. uh, verbal, uh, gestural, we in- incorporate mm-hmm. gestural mm-hmm. movements. Um, and that's all encapsulated in this spots game. Yeah. Um, and we offer uh, content to also go with it, uh, or sorry, curricular content to go with yeah. it. That's great. Um, little yeah. picture cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And cool. uh, there's a uh, link down at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. There. And we'll include that in, um, in our feed for the, the YouTube channel, as well as the, the podcast. And um, our World at Hope Park said two spots can be pre-ordered because, yeah, that's still in the the design or the, the manufacturing phase, I think, because when we had Mackenzie on um, last month, she had said that they were trying to get enough orders to get that yeah. together. So yeah. Mackenzie's so. the, the teammate I was referring to. Yeah. And she's a homeschool grad. So, or she had been homeschooled. So, um, so anyways, I another, another bonus for homeschoolers there. Brilliant young lady. Just a brilliant young lady. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. on the next I'm slide, about that. there are just a list of games that are are uh, within reach for most families hmm. that do great things, uh, integrating a lot of our the skills that we would we would want to see in our the advancement oh, of, our, yes. of our students. So for those who aren't viewing this, uh, there's mazes, mm-hmm. um, simple mazes like when you're kids. Uh, more complexity is if you don't use a pencil to complete them. Oh, you just yeah, you use your, your eyes. eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the next on the list is hopscotch. Um, mm-hmm. Just the the movement and the rule of having to skip the number. 
um, obstacle mm-hmm. courses, any obstacle course. I have not yet met a student who doesn't enjoy <laughs> obstacle courses. Oh, or a that was what my home. house was like made into when my kids were younger. There was never a cushion on the couch. <laughs> right. You bet. Just, yeah, there's a, there's, it's fun and mysterious. Yes. And if you, if you introduce the rule of, okay, you've created this obstacle course before you mm-hmm. go through it. I want you to mentally go through it. And ah, for instance, great. estimate mm-hmm. how much time it'll take you to go through it or estimate how many steps will it take you to go from here to here ah, before uh-huh. you do it, then yeah. do it and, you know, see how accurate you were. Mm-hmm. If you were very inaccurate, let's try again, you know, yeah. those kinds of rules. You bet. You bet. Uh, again, mind maps, uh, battleship, a battleship is terrific for uh, spatial awareness, of course, but then mm. learning the grid. That is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The F2. Yeah. Whatever. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> hit, or, hit or miss. Right. Uh, and then you have those operation games and they make many versions of those. That mm. gets you down into the particulate and the just in that central vision. Right. Being real careful and using all of your fine motor skills in order to mm. complete mm-hmm. the operation. Yeah. Uh, Uno and memory games. Uh, yeah. Go fish, old maid. War, yes. mm-hmm. uh, dice, and juggling. I don't know. I know Alicia, you wanted to speak on some of these, but I didn't know for her for her audible audience. I want to make sure I got went sure, through all sure. of them. Yeah, yeah, real quick back to Battleship. Um, that game is uh, it's super good for creating um, for helping create uh, visual images because and obviously memory. Uh, what we like to do at our clinics is to use those little geo blocks with shapes. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you could just put like a folder up like you did when you were uh, in school to kind of block. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have one person on one side and one person on the other with uh, the same shapes. And mm-hmm. one person creates this sort of diagram with the shapes and has to like verbally describe where. Yes. And I watched this at your clinic. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's super great. Um, to create that visual image of like, okay, mm-hmm. if I described it this way. I have to see it in my mind before I can create, put it on the page and put right. it in the right position. So that's a, that's a really great and fun game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to be able to articulate verbally what you're seeing. Yeah. Physically. And, right. and that's where to instruct another person to be able to, yeah. So, yeah. so you not yeah. only that, but you have to be able to convey it and your communication mm-hmm. skills, all of those things being improved upon. Receptive and expressive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we had one of our viewers too, that was talking about your game too. She said, our students do a lot of obstacle courses to help remediate the primitive reflexes. Yeah. So yes, makes sense. Lots, lots of mm-hmm. movement. So Kids definitely, love the movement, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. Talk about a good brain break. <laughs> we yeah. talk about you know, building those in and getting yeah. some exercise. Yes. Well, and when you're learning new content, if you incorporate movement into the learning process, it mm-hmm. uh, actually embeds the content further into your memory. It incorporates different uh, areas of the brain, um, which embeds it into that hippocampus hippocampus mm-hmm. area. That's awesome. Yes. And unfortunately, we just want to try usually just get through the workbook or get through the page and let's just get done with this. Yeah. But but we want to embed it. We want to get it there to stay there, not just to get it there and be gone again. And pass a test. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And pass those state tests. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Yes. So an encouragement there. Yeah. Right. And uh, we use uh, the dice. That's just the last one I'd like to hit mm-hmm. on. The yeah. dice we use um, for early um, introduction to math for mm-hmm. um, like standard configurations and, and whatnot. It's really helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Just, re- yeah. That's a very good, simple way to, to get those pictures embedded right. in your mind. And so this is what one looks like too. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And adding and subtracting and all that. Um, also you can on like Amazon, you can get a whole bunch of like blank die and huh. create your, huh. create your own if you, if you'd like. Um, so so yeah. what would you, what would you use those for? What would you put on them? So uh, what we've started to do is um, put little images if, if you want to create stickers or you can um, customize your own set of number dice uh you know like with one two three but just put them in a different pattern because Mm. you know you think of five and there's two on the top two on the bottom one in the middle but if you shift them around it it Mm. becomes you you have to learn the new pattern and so um it creates that so you have to just glance at it put it in your memory and then try to recall it versus you know so it's pattern right yeah yeah and recommend doing it that's like like, any, like yeah. anything, we want to connect the new information with stuff that we're already, we already know. Mm-hmm. So, so anytime we can do that, that is ideal. For instance, right. uh, like those mind maps, it just occurred to me. So we all agree, um, when I say the word apple, we all agree about appleness. I don't have, I don't have to, I don't have to go into detail about, yeah, it was red, delicious, and it grew on a, a farm up in, you know, I don't have to do any of that because we mm. agree to the extent that we all understand appleness, but our mm. perception of apple is different mm. for everybody. Mm. A, baker, mm-hmm. a baker might think of an instant pie. They might get an image of a pie or someone from New York might think, oh, that's, that's my identity. You know, I'm from uh-huh. the apple, but so we, what we do is we try to make connections mm. for anything that could be related to that because when we try to recall the yeah. appleness of it or make a connection with the appleness, um, we'll have those to retrieve and mm. anything that we call it making it sticky. So yeah, yeah. So you're kind of anchoring it to something that's already there and yeah. just adding more information into whatever yeah. folder you've already created instead right. of creating all these new folders in your brain and then going, well, where did I put that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that can yes, that causes a lot of scatterbrainness because we have things that should be <laughs> that look like my Google Drive. <laughs> I have to admit, I don't file things. I my poor admin, she took over and she's like, oh my goodness. Um <laughs> that's, but that's the thing. You probably know where everything is. Not really. I know okay. <laughs> well that's how that's how my computer's organized too. It's like all over the place. No one else right. knows what anything is but I do. And I I think that's a really big misconception on how um, people think like our memory is, uh, is um, designed. Like we think it's these filing cabinets with like really nice, clean, neat folders and everything, you know, is in its spot. But really, it's more of like a spider web, like, right. a, you know, this cluster of like knotted up yarn and connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything is connected. And the the key to um, learning and learning uh, memory is to create more of these connections. Mm-hmm. Like Julie said, mm-hmm. what else can we attach to this idea of an apple? Right. You know, yeah. and it might come across like scatter, like a scatterbrain, but you know, 
if you think further down the line, so say when you introduce writing, creative writing, poetry, whatnot, mm -hmm. metaphor, analogy, those connections and yeah. are what creates those mm -hmm. ideas. Like, like piggy, yeah, piggybacking yeah. off of her five, you have the, the standard configuration on a dice, mm -hmm. but you also have a hand, which is the right. first thing we usually figure out as five. Mm -hmm. You have a $5 bill. You mm -hmm. have um, a high five. You think of sports. There's five people on a team for basketball. Like mm -hmm. all these connections can be made. And that's just the idea of five. Right. So yeah, it's just making it, I guess, stickier or mm -hmm. uh, recallable right. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that spider web analogy because yes, for all of us that are folder impaired, well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I know we touched on a whole lot of, uh, tech oh, this was games, awesome. But, yeah. Um, I do want to have uh, just a word of encouragement for families, um, like your homeschool families. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we talked about the developmental, like the hierarchies and yeah. being able to customize any kind of activity for the different, uh, Levels, sophistication. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I want, uh, Alicia, she, she touched on it saying that, um, all behavior, there's a reason for every behavior. There's no, there's no behavior that's for no reason. Right. So, um, for a parent who doesn't know what level their student is at, mm. don't worry about that. They will tell you Oh yeah. Like the, what we as adults might consider naughty behavior. That's mm. just a disengagement for something that they're not ready for. Right. They're going to, they're either, I mean, I don't know if they're going to call it stupid or whatever, but they're going to definitely disengage. Um, mm -hmm. it, they're just going to let you know, this is too sophisticated. I need to go a little bit mm -hmm. less complex. Give me something a little bit easier. Take off one of the rules or give right. me something that is at my level. So that's what, yeah, yeah. And that's what we, that's where we call the, uh, the white water area because mm -hmm. just prior to white water is it's a little too easy. Then you mm -hmm. get to white water and it's just hard enough mm -hmm. that yeah. they learn it and they learn it really well. And then if you go too far, you've gone past it and they're going to, mm -hmm. they're just, they're not going to engage. You right. Know, they're going to lose them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Just testing the waters. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we only have a couple minutes left. I'd love for you guys to talk about Iconics just a little bit where people can find you and definitely we're going to have some of these links and um, information on how to get these handouts that um, Dr. Alicia and Julie were talking about too. You bet. So um, we are going to offer your, your audience uh, the ability to send us like either a link. I know we all have our phones and mm -hmm. you can usually share a link if it's going to be a video that's too big. Um, mm -hmm for regular email sending, but we're going to offer your audience the ability to send us a, a video of a, their kid doing a behavior. Mm. Hey, is my kid, what is my kid doing? Right. Because we see the behavior, but we don't know what they're doing in their, in their mm. mind because mm -hmm. nobody knows that. But right. we, we have great people on the team who uh, pattern recognize many of the behaviors and wow. those behaviors are often linked to mm -hmm. a gap in the development or um, they're good at finding out what they're doing in there. So. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then offering some solutions to remediate or to, yeah. um, you know, maybe change your tra trajectory of where you're, where you're going. 
great. Yeah. So I see you have your email addresses there and then the email address for to send the videos. Um, and like I said, we'll, again, we'll, we'll put those in our description, um, cause they're, they're kind of long, so we don't want you to sure. spend too much time, but yes. Um, but that's often uh, awesome. And, um, and really to find all your resources, if you go to iconicslearningcenter.com, um, that's where you're going to find, um, the whole Iconics group and you guys are spread out now. I, I heard you're, um, launching in Arizona, is that correct? I think um, somebody sent me some information saying, yep, Arizona. And then, of course, you're in Minnesota. Um, one of the Carolinas, is that correct? Yep, South Carolina, South Carolina. and Georgia. And Georgia. Yep. Yeah. You bet. And, and Michigan. So, is that correct, too? Or somewhere around there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, again, um, offering the um, the printables also, but you'll have to email one of those, either Dr. Alicia or myself, just email us. And we, I'm obviously going to send you more than just the printables, okay. but th- those are what we would, if you liked them or you don't want to recreate them, yeah, we'd yeah. be happy to share them. Yep. And we'll send information on how to use them and whatnot. Oh, sure. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies. I really appreciate this. This has been so insightful. And I think so, those are when we're showing up saying, you know, what kind of technology do I have to buy going, oh, I got stuff at home already I can do. Um, this It was a, probably a, a great, um, just kind of a an extra little bonus of no, you don't have to buy anything. You're probably already got all this. So, so thanks for sharing those creative ideas and really helping us to, to understand further why they work. I think that's sometimes what we, we get stuck on is, okay, I got to add all this stuff now. Why am I doing this? And um, you guys really did a good, good um, job of really explaining this is the why behind all of these things. And um just great information. So, um, so yes, definitely check out Iconics. I want to thank all of our viewers who joined us. I know we, Karasu, you said hi in the middle. I'm sorry I did not acknowledge you, but thank you for joining us again. And um, for all the others, um, our world at Hope Park. And I know I've seen other viewers on lots of um, thumbs up and and hearts. So um, thank you for joining us live. And um, if you're just joining us on the recording, um, definitely try to pop in, look at our schedule of our upcoming guests, maybe some guests that you want to interact with um, and, and join us in the afternoon. We go live um, 1230 to 130 um, Central Time every Tuesday, usually. So, but check the schedule because sometimes that does change a little bit, but, um, but that's pretty typical. So, um, so yeah, um, Thanks again, Iconics. Thanks for partnering with us um, and just supporting our nonprofit work. Um, just want the, our viewers to know that this broadcast was sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to make a tax-deductible donation to SPED Homeschool, you can visit our website at spedhomeschool.com. And um, we appreciate that and allowing us to just continue to serve you and um, to help um, provide resources for you as you home educate your unique learner. So, um so awesome job, ladies. Um, I'm excited to, um, to have you back um, on the show and, um, and just all of the, I, I can't wait to hear everything that's going to be going on in, in your clinic. I know you guys are, are working on a lot of stuff. So um, just thanks so much for, thanks for having me so many homeschoolers. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And thanks for having us. And thanks for, thanks huh. for putting these on. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. I know I'm coming up, I guess, February will be five years we've been doing this broadcast. So (laughs) hard to believe. I know. (laughs) So 
it goes by fast. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, but, but yes, if you're thinking, wow, five, almost five years. Yes. Our YouTube channel has a lot of content and we have a lot of podcasts. So go back and look through that. Cause this is the type of information that our guests are sharing every week. Um, well, not exactly, but you know, <laughs> just, just encouraging, helpful, um, constructive, um, information that'll just empower you to home educate and, um, do it well. Yeah, take a break from uh, Netflix and binge watch some empowering. Yeah, exactly. School. Binge watch me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate all of you out there, and I'm um, excited. Next week, we are going to continue on with talking about technology, and we're going to specifically talk about um, using technology to increase your students' um, learning motivation. So um, I guess we talked a little bit about that today, but we're going to we're gonna talk about some motivation too with, with another guest, and I'm sure they'll have more ideas to add into the collective. So um, still want to join us then. But um, thanks again, everybody. Thanks again, Alicia and Julie. Um, I appreciate you guys taking time out from your schedules. And um, yeah, so we'll see you all next week. Same place, same time. God bless everyone. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build. It's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.